Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Wise Woman Podcast, featuring leading voices in 2020, supporting women to fully show up, connect to their feminine authenticity and truth. I am your host, Erin Rachel Doppel, bringing light to the marriage between Eastern practices and Western psychology, while encouraging you to show up for yourself and the world around you. May this be your time to shine. May you show up. I'm super pumped about today's guests. We have Lauren and Beegs from Well Behaved. In this episode, we talk about their mantra, you do you. So often we hear from wellness experts who have already made it. And Lauren and Beegs talk about being in the thick of really building this brand and platform. Thank you so much for being here. Enjoy. Wise Woman Podcast. We are so lucky to be with Lauren and Beeks from the Well Behaved Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. So how did you birth this podcast idea? Oh, wow. Starting from the beginning. Actually, it's about a year old. Um, I think it was in January of 2018 in which we, wait, 2019, this Mm -hmm. is 2020. Um, We worked together for literally almost a decade. And throughout that time, we'd constantly sit together thinking about what our ideas are and what are we going to do to have our own business, whether it was a product or a service or who knows, really anything that came up into our minds. Um, And we both decided to take a different career path, which took us away from each other, which was extremely sad after spending so much time working, traveling, exploring, doing everything together. So we were actually were in New York around this time last year, and we do these wellness weekends, and we go and try all these things that aren't local to us here and that we see other people posting about. And we shared the content quite a bit on Instagram, and I think within the weekend we had somewhere around 100 DMs, literally, of people being like, where are you? How do you know where to go? Can you send me a guide? Can what I send up for this weekend? <laughs> yes. Well, create a cruise for me. I mean, so many people were just giving us the attention and we kind of looked at each other that weekend and said, do we have a podcast? It was so organic. We had thought about a hundred different things and I don't think we were ready to do the big move yet. We weren't ready to start a business where we leave our jobs, but we found a way that we could stay together to evolve who we are, to really start to brand ourselves within the wellness community, to constantly expand the information that we're getting and we decided we were going to start a podcast I think that crazy thing was that wellness for us was always like what fueled us right it was it's our passion it's we would talk about it all day long every day regardless of anyone caring right just what we what we love and I think what we wanted to make sure we did was maybe we, we weren't ready to take that ultimate leap to building a business in this space but we're like how do we manifest getting closer to being where we see ourselves being in three to five years and the podcast was the way, was the tool for us. So here we are. And you're both natural speakers. Like talking is something very intuitive and natural for you. So this is a great outlet to really we share. We don't love energy. hearing our own voices, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. totally. I think, no, we, we love to. We, we talk like 400 times a day. And I think we were, we're both in sales. So like we can talk to a wall and part of our job was, was doing so, right? Or talking to strangers. So I think... It's been an amazing outlet and we love connecting, right? So sitting down with humans and getting an ability to just sit and talk and connect, it's like, it's our holy grail. 
Right. In sales, you are connected to who you have to be. You have to, you know who the client is, you know where you need to grow the business. You don't get to choose who are your basically friends because they're your clients. Now we've been able to choose new friends. We've been able to build this network of people that we previously would have no, not right, but no reason to reach out to. And now it constantly is probably once, twice a week, somebody meeting somebody new, whether that's over email, over Instagram, or for a coffee. We've, in a year, probably expanded our network by 50, 100, 150 people who just get the vibe that we are putting out. And they, they, I feel like a lot of people just want to kind of join this ride. They're super interested in being on the podcast or joining events or just listening in general. And previously, who were we to reach out to these people? And now it feels like we're all building something together. Purpose-driven connecting, right? There's there's a reason why we're reaching out. And I think everyone's coming at it from, everyone wants different things from it, but everyone also, I think, has this like underlying belief in democratizing wellness, which I think is what really brings us together and is allowing, we're, we always laugh. We're like, we're going to do a podcast. No one may listen, but mm-hmm. we don't really care. And now people are listening and we're so grateful. And I think there's just so much more for anyone out there who's curious or who's a seeker or who is just open-minded. I think we have something to offer in that realm. So I digress. That's us. It is. Podcast. Us. I'm proud of us. Thank you. Me too. I'm proud of you too. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And really at the core of all of this is the integration of the corporate background into this more modern day spirituality or mindfulness or the integration of getting the injections while also eating vegan Mm -hmm. and composting. So tell us a little bit about these sometimes diverse scenarios. I think one of our beliefs and one of our mantras, and it may be cliche and dorky, is you do you, right? And I think what we hear all the time from people is that there's so much fucking information out there. I hope I'm allowed to swear. Um, and freaking, freaking, um, <laughs> there's so much darn information out there. Um, but there is, and I think people feel overwhelmed by doing it. Do I have to do it all right? Or not really understanding what's right for them. So I think our belief is that all of these things can play together or they can play separately, but you really have to be able to tune in and to try things out or to let us inform you and to figure out what works for you. We spoke to someone recently who said each year he figures out what's right for him because each year we, we change too, right? Our goals change, who we are changes. And I think- Your job looks like- Your job changes. your family looks. So I think for us, um, it may seem random. We're talking about, you know, cryo to maybe having a sex therapist on, to talking about financial health, to talking about meditation. Like how do those all play together? They play together because- I feel like we're empowering people with tools and with information to figure out what is right for them. I love that. Thank you. And and we are, we're doing the work for people, right? A, sometimes these things are expensive or B, sometimes they just seem out of anyone's mind to even consider doing them. And so for us, we're going to be guinea pigs. We're very eager to go try new things, to meet new people. And so other people may get They may think that's insane. They may judge you for using injectables. They may think you're too woo-woo for speaking to a medium, but some portion of the audience is going to connect with that, and these people are going to find what's right for them. Yeah, I have a whole multiple six-figure supporting everything that you're saying. Absolutely. We're desperate for the integration of both, and I think that's also a hot conversation piece that we like to talk about on here, so it's very topical. It's very interesting, but what's the... 
the not so sexy side behind it. So still, Lauren, you're still fully integrated in corporate. Mm -hmm. And Beegs, you just launched this great venture. So something we thought would be really fun to speak about is, you know, we're in the thick of it, like in the thick of building this business right now. What does that look like and feel like? Oh, boy. (sighs) You can start. I would say (laughs) whenever I go into my engagements with people with so much energy because I feel really fulfilled. That said, I also feel really fucking tired sometimes or overwhelmed or a lot of times these elements are all clashing together at one time. So you're living in homeostasis and then podcast will jump, work will jump, life will jump all at the same time. And you think, how am I going to manage that? Um, For us, it very much is working with a partner that you feel 100% comfortable with. Uh, We have pure transparency with each other. And that goes from everything from knowing our Google calendars to where we're traveling, what's going on with work and what's going on with us personally, because otherwise we could not control how much we ask of each other. We know that we both fit a different role within the relationship. Beegs is the connector. She's the mayor of Chicago. She knows everyone. She's our local celeb. Um, (laughs) You know, and I'm a generator. I'm more of a doer. I like to get into things. I care about the numbers and the science. And so we both have our respective roles that we respect about each other. Mm-hmm. And if we didn't, if we were both running after the same thing, A, we wouldn't get nearly as much done. But B, we would probably step on each other's toes. For sure. Do you agree? Totally. And I think, I mean, I go back to and I look at her all the time and I'm like, you got to just start somewhere, right? How many people, I mean, in the last week, I've had probably four people tell me all these ideas that they have. And we, that was us. We would sit in a room and we would be like, oh, one day, one day. And one day we just took our first step and we did it. And we like, you know, you jump out of an airplane, you jump out of a hot air, whatever you're jumping out of, like we did it. And what I'll say to you is even on the days that I feel the most overwhelmed, which was yesterday, right? I'm building a business in a different space with an amazing partner. No idea what I'm doing. I've never built payroll. I've never thought of like how to brand an entire company. But coming back home to the fact that we have such purpose in the podcast makes it feel okay, right? Mm-hmm. And I used to have a, a theory, and I, I tell people all the time, like, I always felt like no matter what, I could probably only achieve 70% fulfillment in my day job, right? Like, it's a job, right? There's a reason it's a job. I mean, I'm lucky it helps put a home over my head and all of those things. But I feel like I'm so much better at that job because I've now supplemented with our side hustles 30% of pure joy and fulfillment. It's work, but it doesn't feel like work. And I swear to you, it gets me even more effective and efficient in my day job. So it's this interesting side hustle, main hustle, you know, starting a side hustle when there's no pressure of money and there's no, we don't have all of those things. We get to get to wake up every day with my best friend, focusing on something that we care about and living, learning, you know, failing, doing all of those things without all the pressure behind it. So it works. It's hard as shit, but it works, right? We put the pressure on ourselves. Um, but we're very grateful that financially it is not something that was a large investment. We had to buy a little equipment. We outsourced to an editor. We um, see the largest commitment come from our time, but that time ends up being some of the most fulfilling parts of our days or our weeks. And that's what, you know, if I could give recommendation to somebody, we don't know where this is going to go, but it feels so good to have started it. Yep. We have no idea what a year looks like, or three years, or five years, but we know that right now it feels like we're moving in the right direction. And it it could be so overwhelming and cumbersome to think, 
I'm going to start a business. I'm going to build a product. But just starting it is by far the hardest part. So if you're listening to this and this resonates with you, the true key here really is just show up. Just right. start. There's a great proverb by Yogi Bhajan, who's one of the great yogic educators who brought kundalini yoga to the West. And he says, when the pressure is on, show up. So if you're listening and you feel like maybe now is a good time to start a podcast, a YouTube channel, an Instagram account, a business, write a book, girl, the time is now. So definitely show up. What do you feel are the biggest learning lessons so far? One of mine, I think, is, is don't be afraid to ask for help, right? Or don't be afraid to just ask questions to the people around you. I think we used to work in this really interesting, like, kind of silo, right? We worked in the advertising technology world, and I felt like we knew everyone, and we were all kind of doing the same thing. When you go to build a business, and when you go to do anything, you know, you're kind of, like, let out into the world, and you're like, I need a lawyer. Like, do I need an accountant? Like, how do I set up an LLC? Do I need a website? Like, the questions are, it's it's insane. And I think feeling like you have people in your life that you can ask those questions to and that you can, you know, don't feel like you're ignorant or don't feel like you're stupid. Everyone who's doing this starts somewhere. And once they begin, they have to ask those questions. And I think we have, you know, like, I feel like we pay it back now mm-hmm. in many in many forms too. But that would be one of my biggest things is like, don't be afraid to tap into your network. Don't be afraid to ask for for question, you know, ask for help, if you will. Um, and I think that leads to the purposeful networking. I think we really, you know, time time is such an interesting thing that we brought up so many times already today. And at a certain point, like you have to sleep. Sleep is so important. We talk about this all the time. And all of a sudden, you run out of time in a day. So I think we have been really smart. It's not about selfish networking. It's about purposeful connecting, right? And it's about making sure that we continue to sit with people who empower us, who give us energy, who fulfill us, and who help at least move us forward, right? And I think that, to me, has been one of the most important things that I've done with Laura is I used to say yes to absolutely everything. And now it's not about saying no, but it's about really understanding what that purpose is and connecting. What's the hashtag? Which one? No new friends. No new friends, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like, new friends that, that are purposeful. Okay, beautiful. Sure. <laughs> we'll have to amend skim that. The fat. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I've learned from Beegs is being able to leverage the network. And so she can meet somebody one time and create this authentic community connection with them and then feel comfortable going to them saying, I quickly need a recommendation for you. Or I understand uh, you know this very well. I just need five minutes from you. And the thing that she always does in those conversations is ends or starts with, how can I help you? So creating this karmic circle of support and maybe 10% of the time people don't get back to us or aren't willing to help. But God, if 90% of the time people are willing to say, absolutely, I used to be in your spot. I'm very willing to help you. I like what you're doing. Or here's some things to look out for. It's pretty magical. How can I help you is one of the most amazing couple words you can say in the English language. It's weird how you watch people like, like melt almost when you say that too, because they're kind of caught off guard. It's almost like people don't use it that often, mm-hmm. right? And whether you start with it or you end with it, it somehow brings you back to this place of like, oh, like this is we're in this together. And I don't know, it, there's something magical about it, and it's so simple. Yeah, it's really not. It really is so simple. 
how can I help you? What can I do to help? Like everyone has there no matter what, you have something to offer. Mm-hmm. In this community, there are so many people that are in almost the exact same place. If it is starting a business or really just trying to find more of yourself in your own journey, people are constantly looking for that information. And if you have some sort of expertise or some historical background, bringing that to them is is so valuable. Beautiful. And I think when we talk about using your network, you'd be shocked to know that you have so many resources. Like even if you just look at your family and your childhood friends or your neighbors, so many of these people have eclectic talents that you can help them, but also leverage to support the work that you want to bring into the world as well. How does this work with time management? Oh, time management. So I think Lauren said this earlier. There's something really magical about the fact that there's two of us, right? And I've heard a lot of people say, you know, you don't always want a partner. And it's like, okay, no, I always want a partner. If you both come in with the same foundational beliefs and a work ethic, like I'm not saying that's hard, easy to find, right? But I happen to be able to do that with also someone who is my best friend. With that being said, we do a really good job of time mapping, right? We, we block out sessions, whether typically it's on the weekend, because we also have learned that to really be in it, like in the middle of our workday doesn't work, right? Because we're at our jobs. Mm-hmm. Or like maybe it's after work. Maybe we'll do a workout and then we do a work session. But we do a lot of time blocking and we have, we use tools. We use Trello and we do a ongoing list. So we're not like always texting or always emailing. So we use the tools that are out there, Asana, whatever works for everyone else, Um but we use a tool to kind of continue an ongoing conversation of what we need to be doing. And then we we set time and it's not a lot of this like, I don't think either of us can work in a, way, in a way right now where it's like one off. We have to really make it purposeful. Yeah, I'd say time blocking is our biggest yeah. um, resource right now. And that we use the Google suite of products in terms of sheets and um, notes Docs, right? So that we are constantly plussing each other into something. So comment and then plussing that person in is the greatest tool that ever existed. I can't believe I've ever lived without it. No, and it's like respond when you can. That's Uh the other thing is like when she's on an airplane coming home from a work trip, like I may not be available. So I think that's really like the glory of it too is, again, respecting people's like space and boundaries and using tools that allow you to kind of like lean in when you have the time to. And it's, yeah, it's, it's work tools and it's time blocking like that, that works for us. It's interesting because, you know, I have a partner and a husband and he will, I'll say, I have a meeting with Beegs and I, that to me is not hangout time. Mm-hmm. This is not our friendship time. We have different times scheduled for friendship time. So we actually go to work. We are at a coffee shop or we're doing something in a very... We have our intention set exactly for that. Typically, we go with an outline, an we agenda. We have an agenda every single time. We, we treat it yeah. the same way that we would if we were going into a client meeting. And so we get a lot done. The last thing I'll say is I think setting that on the calendar gives us, like, it is like any other meeting in my life, right? Like, in the sense that I will show up, right? And, of course, maybe we have a little bit more flexibility knowing that life happens and all of those things and that we're open and transparent with each other. But we show up and we show up with that agenda and we get the work done. So I think that productivity and that system is working for us today. Day two. Something I talk about with my clients about or a struggle amongst 
many of my clients is making new friends in your 30s, like your late 20s, your 30s, early 40s. How does somebody do that? So I kind of go back to what we said earlier, Mm -hmm. which is, and and again, I don't want it to come off selfish because it's not, but it's, you know, I had this, this rule of no new friends. What it really meant was, you know, no new friends where I feel like I'm only giving myself and I'm not getting anything in return. I think it's really important to figure out what you need, right? So you may need a workout buddy. You may need someone to hold you accountable. You may need someone to go to concerts with. Like, what is it that you need in your life so that you understand going into a friendship, like what your expectations are, right? Um, And I think for us, yes, we have the podcast, which honestly is an insane tool, but we also lean into the wellness space. Go to a class, like go to a class alone. You end up high-fiving the person next to you, right? Um, you know, I, I believe in going to these little micro-events they do in Chicago. Whatever it is, to me, if you go with this open-mindedness and this belief that you're there to get to gain something, I bet other people are there to gain that too. So I guess that would be my recommendation. Yeah. I mean, in your 30s, it's a very interesting place because people have kind of are starting to choose their life paths and whether they're fully invested in their family and they become only friends with their mom friends or others are really invested in career and there's some overlap that happens in the middle. So I think it's identifying again, what you're looking for and where you feel like you maybe have a void. You might have a lot of mom friends and then decide I need to have some fun friends. I need to have a friend that will go to a class or go to have tequila with me on a Saturday night. Um, But it is about spending time in new places. You can't continue to go do the same thing you've done for 10 years and think that you're going to find new friends there. I have a lot of friends that meet new, new mom friends via school. We made a lot of mom friends, a lot of non-mom friends by doing uh, activities that we care about. So I feel like now you're able to find people that are like-minded because you're only spending the small amount of time that you have doing things that you want to do these yeah. days. So the weirdest thing is making new friends. I feel like starts with you, right? You have to you have to keep doing what you want to do in places that you want to be, leaning into things that you care about. Because then you'll find people, I think, who are doing the same thing. Yeah, go ahead. The greatest wisdom. My best friend has a really good therapist, and that's also you always benefit from that when you have a best friend who's a really good therapist. Totally. And she was telling me how she, my best friend, really wants to meet somebody. She works a lot. She's beyond brilliant, and her therapist suggested that she just go to activities that sound fun to her, but also create them. Mm -hmm. So she's like a old movie fanatic and created a movie club. And it's just all these really sweet, quirky, unique, um, diverse group of people who don't really know each other coming together to talk about the Irishman. And it's like the best advice and so plain and simple. Just if you want to do something, you create it yourself or you start going to you become a climber or you become a salsa dancer or you go on a trip. Yeah, I think travel is one of the most powerful ones for me and for Lore, right? Because we, I'll go on trips alone. I call them alone moons. And whether you want to it's meet. so sweet. It was, <laughs> it was sweet except for the reason it really happened was because I would, went to this amazing vacation in St. Bart's. And my, one of our friends, um, Allie, was supposed to come with me and her passport expired. And it was the first time I never even ate lunch alone. Like I was not because, not because of the fact of being scared to be alone, but I grew up in a family where meals, like it was family time. Right. 
So she told me that I, midnight the night before, and she was like, I don't, the trip was non-refundable, and I went, and I had four of the, no offense to Allie, four of the best days of my entire life. Like, that changed me, and now I go at least once or twice a year on a trip, and the craziest part is you go on an alone moon, and you are the least alone you've ever been, because you meet, when you're alone, people just gravitate towards you, and they're like, what is your story? Why are you alone? Um, so I would say that traveling if it's something that brings you joy like it does fulfills you know you like it does us I think it's one of the most powerful places to meet new friends and they may not be local friends but I've met friends in Tulum that live in London that I still talk to every day and they bring me something Mm -hmm. right in my life I can't believe you meet so many new friends (gasps) I mean it's exhausting exhausting. yeah one thing that I actually fear about traveling alone is the the fact that I would have to meet new people right Part of being alone, traveling alone would be being alone to me. But I do think if people choose to go on retreats, that's a choice when you are actually opting in to say, we all care about whatever this retreat is about. I'm sure I'm going to find some people that I'm connecting with and go on your own. Because Mm -hmm. I think a retreat is very much a place where you're, you're opting in. You want to meet somebody at least that you care about. And it's not, I just want to go read a book by myself. It's not the way that a retreat goes. That's so interesting. I just got back from India and I was... Looked incredible. It was... It's amazing. It was an absolutely incredible retreat. We're relaunching relaunching again for January 2021. But when I lived in India four or five years ago, all I wanted to do was to meet people and, and travel and understand the culture and locals and how they connect to the land. And after this retreat, so it was a nine-day retreat, and then I booked a nice hotel on the beach for a couple of days just to hang by myself, and I just wanted to be alone. For sure. And it was the first time where I was totally solo, traveling by myself, and not interested in having dinner with everyone yeah. or, or anyone. Which is, like, so weirdly. So healing. Yeah, so weirdly, I'll say to you, though, that when you're alone, if you have the if you have the the balls to go alone in the first place, somehow you have this power inside to also just say no when people invite you to dinner and when people like I feel like something comes out of me when I'm alone where it's like I'm alone and I'm gonna choose exactly what I want to do right like I'm gonna wake up in the morning and it's what else in life do you get to literally just like wake up and do whatever you want and whatever feels good for you so I think what's interesting about the retreats are I've been on enough of them too where like you'll show up and you're like I'm alone. And then you lean into the pieces that you want to be, you know, with other humans. And then when you go walk off by yourself on the beach, like no one's like, what's wrong with that weirdo? Because you all are there for, for something different, but you have to be able to like also say no. Right. Or be like, I just want to be alone all day. Oh, it's such a good learning on boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. I was walking around Goa and India and I ran into these group of Israelis and we were chit-chatting a little bit and they're like, come hang out with us. We're going to like throw a Frisbee on the beach and watch the sunset. And my, I was like, yeah, for sure. And then I start walking with them and 30 seconds into walking with them, I shifted and I was like, I, I don't want to hang out at all actually I'm gonna I'm gonna go watch the sunset in silence thank you so much it was such a I ended up journaling about that moment for a while because it was so different well and you probably made something out of it in your own head how am I gonna tell them I'm not going anymore is that rude do they care in the end they probably walked away and forgot five minutes later really it's something that we create in our head of how is this person gonna feel when reality is you're going to feel amazing for hours and hours after that because you made the decision that was right for you. 
So if you've never sat down and had lunch by yourself, do it. Go sit down, <laughs> yeah. take yourself on a date, go on an alone moon. Oh, I love that. I think solo traveling is so healing. So healing. One of my favorite questions and, and the last question we typically ask on Wise Woman Podcast is if you could share wisdom, if this went viral and all the women in the world heard these words, what are some of the words that you would like to share with these women? No pressure. Oh, all the pressure. I mean, that is a little bit of pressure. Yeah. All so words that we want. Oh, that's really hard. I know. I, you know, our motto is truly you do you. And I think we're living at a place where you can now. This is not, a, you have to choose one way that works for you and you have to commit to it forever. People are rebranding themselves. People are evolving constantly. And now there is this kind of open space and community to do so. But finding what's right for you is completely a path. Mm -hmm. And it's not, you're not going to know within the first five minutes or first five things that you try. But curating your own experience with wellness or your future is, it's really empowering. And it's something that I'm so looking forward to. I love that one. Say, I'm gonna echo, I'm gonna repeat and I'm gonna say just start. And you said just show up. I think there is just so many mental, physical barriers that people put limitations that they write in their own stories in their heads that don't allow them to just, you know, step into your power, which is something that we talk about a lot of times. So it's daunting when you think about the end or all the steps in between. But it's really not as daunting and way more accessible if you just think about starting and you think about what is that first step to show up for yourself, to show up for your idea and to start. Um, and to me, I think thinking about our experience, it took us a lot to get there. And once you're there, it just starts to go. And you feel every day, I think, empowered by the fact that you're on a journey and that you may not know what day 14 looks like or year five, but you can feel really proud of yourself that you started. Beautiful. So just start. How can everyone find you? Well, we our podcast is Well Behaved. You can find us on any of the podcast apps, iTunes, Spotify, etc. We also have Well Behaved Podcast Instagram, which we are very dutiful in terms of writing to anyone that we're getting a lot of questions. We're getting product recommendation requests. So Feel free to reach out to us there. And then we also have wellbehavedpodcast at gmail.com if anyone wants to reach out for similar things or even connecting us with people that could be on the pod. I mean, it's all about, is 100% about connections and referrals at this point. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks for having us. Feel free to comment in the comments. What does you do you look like for you? What resonated and inspired you? As always with podcasts, we need high rating subscribers. So feel free to share. Let us know what resonates. Thank you so much for being here. We will talk to you next week.